Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. So my dad had this camera. It was big and imposing, and with it he made these magical sepia images. And I thought if I could just touch it, then I too could make these magical images. But my dad made it clear that no one touches his camera. (laughs) And I learned then that photography is just for some people. So I started out as an only child, and I explored in and around, as it happens, in and around my house. And as long as I didn't bother anybody, I was left to do this. And no one would bother me. And so I did. And I, I explored this magical world. It was amazing. The stucco on the house was like mountainous hilltops. And the ants were like kings and queens ruling their, their kingdoms. And when I tried to explain this to the adults, they sort of blew me off. <laughs> they didn't get the magic. And I didn't have the words to tell them the amazing things that I was seeing. So when I was in first grade, I did my first science project. And me and my dad built these pinhole cameras. And my dad went to a photography store and bought the chemicals and created a dark room in our bathroom. And now the way a pinhole camera works is you control the image. You have to go in really close to control the focal length or out. And to control the shutter speed, you move the film in and out. And to control the aperture, you, you cover the pinhole. And so you control your portrait. And so we went in around this world I'd been exploring, and we took these pictures. And then we took them to the dark room, and we developed them. And my world came to life. It was amazing. And I fell in love with photography. So it was a few years later, my great aunt Ethel, who was a woman of modest means, and if you said she was poor, you wouldn't be lying. But she bought me a Polaroid camera. And I knew it was a hardship for her to buy this camera, and so I cherished it. Now, It was important to her that I was able to be whoever I wanted to be, and that's why this camera was so special. The film for this camera was really expensive, and so every picture really counted. (laughs) So my little brother was born, and he really wasn't that useful to me at first, (laughs) until he became mobile. And then he became my model and my muse. And I didn't know that little kids were not supposed to be able to stand still for a long time. And so I put him in these crazy poses and I'd add clothes and I'd make him wink and I'd have him, you know, just wonked out on the stairs. But I had to get this picture perfect. And I guess out of his desperation to have have a playmate, he went along with it, and he was still, he was perfect. (laughs) And together, we made these magical images. (laughs) 
And so a few years later, I get a point and shoot. And now the film is cheap and the pictures are plentiful. I can take as many as I want. And the pictures are awful. <laughs> and I don't know why. So I take a brief attempt to go back to the Polaroids, but you know, they're, the, the, the color isn't as rich and the capture isn't as good. And so, you know, the magic is gone. And I, I get back to my point and shoot and I just pull it out for like weddings and graduations, just the obligatory things you have to take pictures. And now I'm just recording events. No longer am I making art. And it wasn't until after I graduated from college that I finally had the time and the money to take up photography again. And so I do. I buy my first DSLR camera. And I enroll in some classes. And technically, I am killing it. I got this. I got the aperture. I got the, the triangle. I can move in and out and up and down the, the f-stop triangle. I can do this. I got it. But my pictures are still awful. <sighs> so discouraged, I just, I give it up. My vision does not match my skills. It wasn't until I was pregnant with my first child that a friend gives me a photo shoot as a gift. And it's a really expensive photo shoot, so I feel quite obligated to use it. And so I called the photographer up, and she says, well, you know, we can do a maternity shoot or we can do a newborn shoot. And not wanting any fat, naked pictures of myself, <laughs> I forego the maternity shoot, <laughs> and I opt for the newborn shoot. <laughs> So she gives me this, this extremely important instruction. No later than five days after you get home from the hospital, do we have to take these pictures. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So <laughs> my big day comes and we're off to the hospital and my daughter is born. After four grueling days in the hospital, we're coming back as a new family and the phone rings and it's the photographer. <laughs> and she says, you've got to set up an appointment to take these pictures. And so I do. And she gives me this huge list of things to do. We have to heat the house to 90 degrees. We have to press out 10 blankets meticulously. No folds, no bends, no wrinkles. You have to adjust the furniture and on and on and on and on and on. And I do everything. <laughs> And for three hours, we come, we walk around the house, we take pictures here and there, and you know, whatever, a photo shoot. And she leaves. And so in about two weeks, I get an email from this photographer. And I open it, and I click on the link, and the pictures are beautiful. She's captured every magical moment that I could possibly have imagined. <sighs> Photography, is for some people. And I bought everything. <laughs> Even the freebie that my friend had purchased for me. <laughs> and she becomes my photographer. Every six months, I have her come out and take pictures of our house um, around where we're at, around Portland, the Rose Garden, the Rhododendron Garden, and she captures whatever we're into. 
Um, she captures these beautiful, magical moments. She captures who we are in photographs. And one day, I'm reading her blog, and she's got a picture of my daughter up, and some, not just one, but someone writes, you know, this girl is beautiful. <laughs> she should be a model. And so on a whim, I take this picture, and we send it into a modeling agency. And two modeling agencies get back to us. <laughs> so we go with one of them, and they hook us up with a photographer. And so every few months, we're now taking more pictures that are equally as magical. And we use them for the comp cards, and we, we continue happily on like this, capturing our memories for four years until I'm pregnant with my son. So I call up my photographer, and I call her, and I call her, and I text her, and I email her, and nothing. She's gone. So, okay. Well, I call the modeling agency. Maybe my modeling photographer will do the newborn shoot. And so I call the modeling agency, and my agent says, well, you know those pictures that the modeling, that the modeling photographer took of your daughter? Well, he's put them on his website, and it's made him famous. So he's off to New York Fashion Week, and he doesn't photograph children anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so 38 weeks pregnant, I go to the photography store and I purchase the best camera they have. <laughs> I pour through the manual, I practice, I hope that this will work out, and my day comes. My son is born, and my daughter comes and she meets her little brother, and I capture that magical moment. And my mother comes and she meets her grandson, and I capture that magical moment. And my son falls asleep on my husband's chest, and I capture all these magical moments, and the pictures are awful. <laughs> <sighs> but hey, I'm an engineer, I can figure this out. <laughs> There's lighting, shooting, and post-production. And if I take classes and I master these three things, then I'll get some good photos. And so I do. I start taking classes, and I work really hard, and I'm mastering things, and I'm learning, and I'm still the weakest one in the class, but I'm working hard, and I'm practicing, and I'm doing this. And finally, my pictures look better. Yeah. Not good, but better. And so I think, well, all I had to do was put my mind to it. So anything I put my mind to, I can really do. Yeah, This is going to be my year of yes. Anything that anybody asks me that I can and should do, I will do it. <laughs> and so somebody, well, several people invite me to some Christmas parties. Now, I'd had a job I really hated for 10 years, and along with that job came this obligatory Christmas party that I absolutely hated. <laughs> and so I hated Christmas parties. But this was my year of yes, and so I said, yes. And so I get to a Christmas party, and I go to the first person, I'm like, hi, how are you? Oh, hi. How are you? What's your name and what do you do? Oh, I'm Katisha. I'm an engineer. Well, who are you and what do you do? Oh, I'm me. <laughs> I do this. And I'm into roller skating. 
oh, cool, good for you. So I go to the next person. And they're the, hi, how are you? What do you do? I'm Katish, I'm an engineer. What do you do? Who are you? Oh, and me, I'm you. And I'm into yoga. Oh, great for you. <laughs> and then the third person comes to me and says, hey, I saw you at the last party and you had a camera. Are you a photographer? <laughs> and I say, yes. <laughs> are you? And she says, yes. Well, I'm a librarian, but really I'm a photographer. <laughs> and a group of us photographers are doing this challenge. It's a 365 challenge. Every day we take and post a picture and we'd love for you to join. Uh, would you like to join our group? Uh, and I say, yes! <laughs> so day one of the challenge comes and I take a picture. Well, I take 300 pictures. <laughs> and one of them is good. And so day two comes and I take 100 pictures and two of them are good. So on day three of the challenge, I break out my strobes and I start making pictures and the pictures are magical. <laughs> and so today, day 163, <laughs> I'm still making these magical pictures. And there's one thing that I've learned, and that's that photography may not be for some people, but photography is for me.